Welcome to another episode of Them Ass Burgess. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so uh, this is a this is a special recording in the sense that me and Scarlett are doing it later in the day than we normally do it. We normally do it relatively early on a Sunday morning, but we've kind of mixed it up and gone for. Sunday night, but it is way past Scarlett's bedtime, so if at points she stops talking, it <laughs> might be because I'm having to wake her up. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's half past eight. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Hope in half an hour's time, you could be fully asleep, uh, and then I'll have to just continue this on my own. But then I'll move into my late night host voice, which is kind of like this. <laughs> for, all no. you, for all you autistic listeners out there, hi. <laughs> Right, so, uh, what's new with you? Oh, nothing. Why did you say, oh, like, you definitely thought, you were like, oh, yeah, there's that, nothing's happened. (laughs) I said, oh, because I forgot that that's a question that, like, we do at the start. Yeah, I mean, this is like episode 64 or something like that. 64 times I've asked you that question (laughs) a week, but, like, you're still surprised by it. What's new with me? Uh, nothing, nothing this week. Everything's going fine. You passed your probation at your work. Uh, you're getting on it with it really well. It's going better than you thought it would. Uh, you enjoy the structure, the routine, the regularity of life in general. I will say that I have noticed a change with you in the sense of this new job. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because you're on the phone a lot or whatever. But, um, yesterday we went to a vegan fair, uh, and it was full of people. And Scarlett was just walking up to stands and talking to people, <laughs> having chats, paying for stuff. Like in the past, that was my job. You made a joke once that I was like your social worker. <laughs> and when we went out into public, I had to do all the talking and that kind of thing. But yesterday it was a weird role reversal. I found myself getting like overwhelmed by like all the people there and the sounds and everything that was happening. But you were just like storming through it. No problems. I I think you've given me a bit too much credit there. I don't know that I was going up to stalls and having chats. I don't know. You definitely talked to more people than I did. In fact, I talked to no one except you, really. Yeah. But you were talking to everybody about everything. Yeah. Well, that and partly because you know, I might have built this vegan fair up a little bit. Like I was really excited to go, and I think I just wanted to get as much in, like as much out of it as possible. Yeah, I do notice that about you that's different to me is um, I don't get worked up or excited about anything. No. Uh, but you seem to, like this vegan fair, like I bought tickets for it a long time ago, months and months ago. Um, and then all the time you were just on about it and on about it and on about it. You were doing countdowns, you were talking about all the stuff you were going to get. Uh, all the stuff you wanted to buy, that you were just going to get everything you wanted to get. You'd been to them before, but I don't know. There was something about this one that you just seemed really frantic about it. And then I remember we got to, so it was where the place where it was. We got there. We got there really early. Obviously, we're burgers. So we were getting there early because we thought, like, what if this happens? What if that happens? Um, We ended up turning up at the place where it was, like, 45 minutes an hour earlier than we was we had to go to a coffee shop just to sit in there and have coffee while we were waiting for it to open and then yeah like it was 15 minutes countdown till it happened and you were like oh 15 minutes 
oh, 10 minutes, like you were like that. It was uh, it was crazy because I always thought that nobody, that autistic people, you know, burgers in general, we don't get like that. So to see you do that is just, uh, yeah, I like the weird little uh, contrast because there's loads of stuff. I do genuinely think that um, I don't know if there's one thing that nobody on the spectrum can do, you know, thinking about it. I don't think there's one one i don't know task or activity or uh, trying to think of a word for it but like feeling yeah i don't feel like there's one thing that's universal with all of us i genuinely don't think there's one trait that that everybody that everybody's got i still feel like every trait is everyone's got a a combination and there might be some people that have the same overlap on them but i don't think there's one that's the universal like burger trait you have to have it to be a burger i guess cuz if the, that one did exist then i don't know it might make it easier to diagnose people or whatever but i don't think there's one that everybody has no um, i there's obviously more common ones but yeah. they're just more common it doesn't mean that everyone has them so yeah yeah i think that's why the test is like you have to have something like i can't remember how many there is but there's so many different ones that are the standard and you have to have like 70% of them or yeah. something like that but they're such a varied mix so you can have any 70% you can have any combination but you have to have a certain amount to be considered to be autistic um but yeah yeah because there's some things that we are almost almost polar opposites on there's a lot of things that we're very very similar and then yeah likewise a lot of things that we are like you don't get excited for anything but I get overexcited for most things yeah i mean you got really excited like about an hour ago we were playing a card game <laughs> and you'd never played it before we played it and uh you thought it was really good i mean i'm not saying i hated it it's just uh you were proper into it <laughs> i get really excited yeah. i mean i love any sort of activity you can do that doesn't involve watching the tv <laughs> yeah you were like i'm done with tv time i think we've mentioned this before whereas i can just constantly watch it but you were like, right, I'm done with TV now. So you spent a good portion of your day building uh, Meccano. <laughs> and whenever we're like hanging out together, I do sometimes feel like if I, because I, I get sort of done with TV and I don't want to watch it anymore. You're you like, I don't care if you watch it in the background. It's just me. Like, I don't want to be watching it. But I felt kind of bad because you turned the TV off. But then with you, like, a lot of your things are either gaming or watching. You're not, or I suppose being on your phone. It's not. You don't do stuff on your phone. You more just read like news articles or things like that. Yeah, I mean, luckily, luckily for me at the time, uh, at the moment, uh, politics in the UK has gone mental. <laughs> so, uh, like, there's loads of stuff for me to be paying attention to or watching. Like, it is out of its mind. So, there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. So, uh, at the moment, for me, it's quite an interesting uh, thing to watch because, uh, yeah, anybody that's, I mean, if you're not from the UK and you're listening to this, I'm sure even where you are, you can see that it's, uh, it's kind of gone a bit crazy. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've got that. That always keeps me occupied. I just reload my Twitter feed because obviously my personal one is just, I just follow political, basically I follow MPs uh, and people of political parties. I've mentioned this before in one of my special interest, in the special interest episode, that I will follow anyone, no matter what party they represent, no matter who they are, even if they're mentally like right wing or like proper left wing, you know, I've got like communists on there. I've got like the far right on there, like <laughs> just anybody. 
uh, just to watch like the weird half and half. One person explain like a situation and the other explain it and just see the weird like polar opposite explanation of the same thing. Mm, uh, yeah. And then obviously I follow like pretty much any MP I've ever heard of. If someone mentions an MP's name and I think, oh, I don't have that one, follow. Like uh, I just do that. Like I just collect MPs. I think I've got everybody that's a political person in the UK. I mean, I've got some American ones now. Like they've sort of showed up and I've gone, cool, follow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I collect I collect politicians on Twitter is one of my special interests. See, so, yeah, I'm good with that. Like if you ever, like when you have like TV downtime, I just start looking about like how nuts everything is. And in a lot of places, like politics has gone crazy. So Yeah. And I quite like sort of simple forms of entertainment. <laughs> I like things that... Uh, most people would not consider entertaining, like I'll colour yeah, or yeah. build something, or I will just p- play a game in my head. That's <laughs> like I'll t- I'll watch clouds and do like make the pictures out of clouds and stuff, and I can do that for hours. Anything that's really simple, that's my that's my perfect. Yeah. Like I genuinely think TV might sometimes be just too. It's not like too complex as in my intelligence can't handle it it's just it exhausts me fair enough i like the simple things i think it's the visual uh stim of the tv i think it's a negative one for you yeah it bothers me yeah it wears you down it really Um, does and it like that's the same as looking at my phone or something like that i just don't i don't enjoy it i just don't get anything no i'm i'm definitely like Card games, love card games, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you hate your phone, so, like, if it wasn't for the fact that you want Spotify uh, and you use it for, like, our Facebook group and, you know, the them aspects of stuff that we run through social media, you've said that you wouldn't even have a phone. No, I I genuinely don't talk to anyone through my phone, apart from, I guess, my family like my family sometimes message me but even then we more do sort of like once a week a phone call yeah and um, i message you like quite a few times a day just to make sure you're not dead so yeah, there's yeah, also do. that because you are super accident prone yeah well not accident prone in the sense of um you trip over you're just a magnet to danger <laughs> <laughs> you seem to get into situations that i think how how has that happened yeah uh yeah. but yeah. But, yeah, no, go on. No, I was just, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Like, some of the stuff you've been in is a bit crazy. Uh, <laughs> I just think, how has that happened to you at all? Like, even basic stuff, we can walk the same way over and over again. And then I'm like, oh, I'm, I can't come with you. I've got to do something else. And you're like, I fine, I'll walk on my own. And then, uh, like, what happened? Oh, like, these eight guys jumped out and, like, tried to rob me, but it was fine because uh, a dog walker walked past and I just ran away. <laughs> I'm like, right, okay. <laughs> okay, well, let me. I just want to clarify that has never happened to me. That you... was that was an example, but I no, that's never happened to me. But would you say that situations have happened to you of a similar nature? Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, this week's episode, uh, we've decided to do an episode on money, uh, mainly because money is a big thing in the autistic world. I think um, like this this topic is quite a big one. Me and you were talking about this yesterday yeah. Uh, as a topic um, because uh, me and you talk about it on a regular basis anyway. But this might end up being like a two-part uh, episode, this one, because money is 
it's such a for me it's such a weird concept i've never really grasped money money doesn't make a lot of sense to me loads of other people do um there's things that i hear from like people i know like nt people you know i know nt people that make twice as much money um a month than i do uh, and they're always talking about how they've never got any money or yeah. how they're having to save money and they're like oh i'd love to buy that like 10 pound dvd but i haven't got any money or you know when people are like oh i wish pay payday couldn't come quick enough during like i work with people that it's like the week before payday and they're just like oh i'll buy that i'll buy that but i can't buy that till payday um which is one of the things i don't understand i don't understand what people do with their money i don't get where it goes with a lot of people like i live like um independently um you know you live independently yeah we pay bills council tax that kind of thing um yeah. you know like you've lived you've lived on your own in the past you know yeah um when i say we live independently i mean like me and you don't get like benefits or um, cause there is PIP in this country, um, which is personal independence payments. It was disability living allowance. Uh, there's universal credit, which is another benefit. Um, there's stuff like that. So, yeah. like, but me and you don't, we don't get any of those. We don't get any of the, um, the benefit monies. Yeah. Um, I've had them in the past, but I don't get them anymore. Um, I got disability living allowance when it was a thing. Um, I had to get my social worker to get it for me because I filled the form out and I filled the form out wrong. Um, I filled out a form out in a way that meant I wouldn't get any money. So my social worker filled it out. And it's because I didn't understand the questions. The questions for me were too, um, they were too blunt. I didn't understand what they meant. Yeah. So, and then my social worker was like, don't fill the form out without me being there because I can explain to you the questions better. And then when she filled the questions, I was like, oh, that's what that means. Yeah, no, I answered that totally wrong. <laughs> um, but then when it changed the PIP, I didn't meet the criteria for that. So I don't get the money and you've never tried to apply for any benefits. So no. we don't know with you. But um, anyway, uh, but I, I don't make a lot of money doing the job I do. Like it's just a retail job, but I'm not one of those people that ends up, you know, massively in my overdraft or that yeah. kind of thing so one of the things about money for me is i don't understand what what people do with their money <laughs> uh it, it's never made any sense with me but i also don't it's it's weird because it seems like the only way to make money is you have to do you either have to go down the fully like the fully like autistic route of i can't get a job I can't do anything, therefore I need, you know, government money to help me. Or you you try and get a job, but, like, I don't... It's hard to explain. I don't understand jobs, because jobs are more aimed at the NT world. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Like, I'm yeah. probably explaining this horribly. Yeah, no, I, no, no, sorry, I've said yeah. I know you said yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I think... I think um but we've like, mentioned it before in previous podcasts where you've said that you think it's and not always because it's very much dependence so this is sort of massively generalizing but it's probably slightly more difficult for people on the spectrum to get a job especially um well maybe not especially but um a, a well-paid job although i know there are so many people on the spectrum that have really well-paid jobs and really sort of like expertise jobs um mm. but i think i don't know i don't i don't know what the actual figures are so i don't want to make a generalization but it's no. quite hard to 
it I think it's quite hard to deal with the pressures and structures and socializing that usually comes with the workplace and I think that's why there's a lot of people on the spectrum who don't work and who do um have to rely on I suppose either government money or if they're getting money from elsewhere maybe like family members or however um I think there's a lot of people on the spectrum that have to do that because work can cause so many problems for people on the spectrum whether it be sensory issues or social issues or the authority issues or things like that that I think is that sort of what you were trying to say yeah you yeah think like it so might be more difficult to uh, yeah with this topic I kind of know what I want to talk about but I don't know how to start it yeah so, uh, yeah um yeah yeah I think that's what I mean I think it's because money's such a it's a thing that everybody needs to live basically yeah you can't not have it to survive um Especially when you're on the spectrum, you need like your own place or you need a safe place to go to. You need your own like, um, you know, the place you go to once you've been out and about. There's always that place like you're always doing it all the time. I think you did it yesterday where we went into town to do a bit of shopping and you were just like, I need to get back to the flat. Like, uh, that's it. I'm done now. Yeah. Um. So you need that. So you need a flat. But you can't just get a flat without needing money you know yeah you you've got to pay bills for the flat you know you've got to eat so you've got to buy food so you need money all the time but yeah the only ways to make money is you either you know have to get yourself diagnosed officially so those out there that aren't diagnosed like you have if you're not diagnosed but you know you're a burger you've got to get a job if you want money but well, i mean it might be different in other countries i'm not sure but in this one you need an official diagnosis if you want to try and get benefits. So, and obviously the benefits are there for a reason. Disability benefits, you know, like they're a thing for a reason. They exist because there's those out there that can't work. So, yeah. but they know they need the cash. So the government are just kind of saying, here's the money to live, to survive. Um, but for autism, it's difficult because when I did it, um, the money they gave me was not enough to live on. No. So the disability living allowance that I got paid, I was only awarded the lowest amount of both. So mobility and I can't believe what it's called now, but there's two payments and I got the lowest rate on both of them. Uh, and that was me really like, I mean, like I couldn't have got any more. So I would never have been able to live on that. You know, I would have had to either. Oh, I wouldn't. I had to have a job. I would have to have worked either way, which means you have to go into work. And I do feel like, unless you find the job that's you know there for your like whatever like most people I meet that are on the spectrum that do work they have such a the ones that are successful they pick like a really like niche yeah or like specialized job uh, there are I mean I'm sorry people out there that do regular jobs I'm one of them like do you know what I mean like I do a job that loads of people do uh it's a job that's weird for a burger to do but I do it anyway because I'm not good at interviews I think we've discussed this before um I can't make decisions. I have never been able to work out what I need, what I want to do with my life, job-wise, that kind of thing. I'm not good at identifying my own, like, skills or abilities or what I'm good at. You know, if anyone says, what are you good at? I tend to just go, I don't know. Yeah. Um. You know, what do you want to do? I don't know. Uh, and that's secretly because if it was up to me, I'd do nothing Um. because I don't want to go to work. I don't want to have to earn money, you know? Yeah. I don't want to do that. I know for some people out there, spectrum or not, 
they couldn't not. I hear people say it all the time, if I won the lottery and became a millionaire, I'd still work, you know, because I need something to do with myself, whereas I could happily do nothing. Um, <laughs> well, I'd do something, but I wouldn't feel like, oh, I should be working because, you know, I need to keep myself occupied. I'd just find other things to do that weren't money-driven. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Like, with me, it's it's one of the things that keeps me in place like there's been jobs I've had in the past that I hated uh but I kept them or I stayed working at them because I know I need money so I didn't leave you know and for a burger it's harder because some people just quit I see people just quit all the time you know I see people just like oh yeah I'm bad enough of this I'm out of here and they just leave and I just think like how have you done this mainly because I think you know there's that fear of the unknown like for me anyway one of the things that I know about me is I can't I'm not good at predicting what will happen. Yeah. I'm not good at seeing the future. I know, like, and I don't mean like in a clairvoyance kind of way. I mean, like, I'm not good at, you know, like if someone says to you, where do you see yourself uh, a year from now? I can't do that. So if I think if I just quit, there's like a nothing. There's like an abyss. And like, they're trying to picture what would happen if I quit. What would I do for money is nothing. I just think like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. So like sometimes I've stayed in jobs that I was really bad at, hated and were causing me more like stress and like more problems with my autism and they were making my anxiety and like my autistic traits flare up more. I was having way more meltdowns and that kind of thing in jobs in the past because I didn't know what would happen if I just left. Um, so for me, money's one of the things that I has caused like massive like strains on like I guess my mental health in the past because um I know I've got to do it uh because I know I need to pay for stuff um so yeah it's one of those things I I I found that I've stayed in work and made myself do things and be involved in things uh, that I don't need to be involved in I don't need to do because I'm scared of not having any money um but not for like any other reason than if I don't have any money, I can't pay any rent. And if I can't pay any rent, what will happen to me? Yeah. Uh, it's that structure that's in place. I, I just, I can't figure it out. There's loads of people I know, though, that have had rent, been fired, and everything's been fine. Or they've got a mortgage and they've quit their job and nothing bad's happened. Um, but in my mind, I'm just like, no, that can't be me, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, money's just... It's the reason I put myself in situations that are not good for my burgers. It's the thing that makes me do stuff that I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, I would say 90% of the things I do on a weekly basis that I don't want to do, I do for money reasons, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just don't think it's very burger friendly because there's loads of like neurotypical people out there that don't mind going to work or like their job or want to make more money, you know? Yeah. They want more money because they can buy things. But like, I think because like there's no activities I want to do, there's no holidays I want to go on or there's no, um, do you know what I mean? Like there's not a car I want or yeah. uh, I don't like going on like massive spending sprees or, um, you know, the things that people use their money for other than rent and bills. Yeah. Like, I don't get that enjoyment from that kind of stuff. So I need my money just for paying stuff off. Bills and rent and food and clothes when I need clothes. Um, but I know what I've got to do. I have to, like, enter the NT world and I have to, like, put myself at risk full of, like, meltdowns and anxiety and worry and, you know, losing sleep and that kind of thing. Just because I need money. 
Um, so yeah, like that's my issue with it is it, it makes me do things I don't want to do yeah. because I have to do them because everything you need money to survive. Um, and it's caused me like anxieties in the past. I've had money anxiety, but I used to, I mean, it's, I'm bad now. I'm quite bad now. Yeah. Like there are times where I just won't spend any money, even when you are like, you've got money, you can afford this. Um, I'm just like, oh no. Like today I, I've broken a pair of glasses I broke the arm off them and I tried to get them repaired and the woman at the shop said they can't be repaired and I've just got to buy a new pair. And I picked up a pair and I was going to buy them. Yeah. But then I was just like, oh, you saw me in the queue. I was I was in the queue and I was like, right, I'm going to get them. And then I was like, oh, no, I'll put them back. And I was like, I'm going to get them. I'm going to put them back. I'm going to get them. Um, and then you were like, just just think about it. Don't get them now. Leave. I left the shop. We came home. Um, I was then like thinking about them a lot. Yeah. Should I get them? Shouldn't I get them? Should yeah. I get them? And then I decided I didn't in the end. So I, I didn't get a pair of glasses. And the whole reason was I'd have to spend money on them. That's yeah. all it was. That was the only reason that was making me think, should I, shouldn't I? It had nothing to do with whether they suited me, had nothing to do with anything else. It was just there was a price on them. And uh, it caused like a weird, you physically watched me do a weird burger thing where I was like, oh do I don't I do I don't I and then I was telling you that this is normal for me um that if I don't get something I spend all my time thinking about it constantly should I or shouldn't I have bought it why shouldn't I bought it can I afford it do I want to spend the money and then eventually that dies away but if I just buy it um I worry that I've just wasted money but then it's it's a much shorter cycle you know like the yeah. next day I don't care anymore uh so yeah I have like weird stuff like that to do with it if you know what I mean I mean how do you feel about money as a thing do you feel like it has an impact on your burgers in general or you know is it just me um well I hate money yeah I hate everything to do with money um just because I don't think that money's I don't think it's done much good in the world i got warned before we did this episode yeah. to not go down a rabbit hole because i have some yeah you've got some weird like your money things i, I yeah well, i basically told scarlet before this episode that when you talk about it uh to just keep it to in relation to asperger's i know because you have a scarlet has like a quite a, a <laughs> it's hard to explain without going into it um, so, but yeah, Scarlet has some, some dislike for what money has done in general to people. Um, yeah. we'll just put it that way, but like, just for the sake of this episode, like, do you feel like money, like, what's your opinion on money and how it impacts autism? Well, I think it impacts people in general <laughs> because it makes people do a lot of bad things. And I think the way it affects autism is because a lot and this isn't everyone. I don't mean like every single person on the planet does bad things for money. It just is a more common thing. And I think why it is a problem for me with autism is because people behave in a way that doesn't make sense to me because I don't understand the money side of it. There are things that people do for money or because of money that makes no sense to me so I don't understand why they're doing it and then I can't process it because I can only think about how I would react to certain things 
So when I see other people react in a way that I wouldn't react, I don't understand it. And that, I think, is a lot of that is money related a lot of the time. So, um, well, (laughs) I don't want to go down my rabbit hole. Another thing that I think is um, difficult with money and may lead... It it links to you as well, actually. So what we've said before about not really understanding or not not understanding, not seeing gender, race. Um, I'm trying to think of other things we said, but things like that where your people for some reason treat people differently based on their gender or based on their race. They also do it based on people's wealth. And that's a concept that in the same way that I don't really see gender, I don't really see race, I also don't really see wealth as a thing. I don't um, feel like it's not something that changes my opinion of someone if they're wealthy or if they're the other end of the spectrum and poor. It It doesn't impact the way I feel about them, the way I view them. It definitely doesn't give them any sort of like ranking in estimation to me because it if you're a a rich person with great personality and like strong morals that to me is you'll be so much higher in my estimation than a poor person who's got no morals and no values but equally on the flip side of that if you're a rich person with no morals or values you're going to be right down at the bottom compared to a poor person with great values and morals I don't like where you are financially doesn't impact where I see you and I definitely hear a lot of the time people say things that are almost meant to impress but they're trying to impress people not through actions that they've done or things that are in my opinion either like really good physical or personable achievements it's just through things that they bought or that they own or how much money they make and that to me is is bizarre i understand that people work hard for money sometimes but and i get being proud of that being proud of definitely like being proud of starting a business from scratch and making it a big thing that's i understand that i just don't understand the i've got a really new car so you should be impressed that that's very odd to me yeah it is it's it's like what we talked about last week um you know when people are happy about something yeah it's the same thing people tell me that they've got the latest iphone and they show me it and i don't understand whether that's a a good thing or a bad thing um when they go oh yeah it cost me this i just think like so in my head i'm thinking so you were ripped off, or it's a good deal? I don't know. Um, and I, it, it's it's another element to a conversation you have with someone, or it's another like uh, expected behaviour that you're supposed to understand that I don't understand. Yeah. Um. It's it's like everything else. It's like when we talk about small talk, or uh, you know, like if someone's just had a haircut and everyone's just like, oh, nice haircut. I'm just saying, oh, wait, what? Am I supposed to notice this? I, I always think it's the same. Um. But I've noticed that with some people, because um, they've got like a fancy car or nice clothes or whatever, and you don't react in a way that's like, oh, that's nice. Um, I've noticed some people get like annoyed um, because I didn't recognise 
that I'm supposed to be a certain way. Or if somebody goes, oh, well, I spent like 80 pounds on this yesterday uh, and now it doesn't work. I just think like, is that a lot? Is that a lot of money? I'm not sure. Like that's that's one of the issues I have is um, I'm not very good at recognizing the value of stuff. So I don't understand if something's a lot of money or if it's cheap. Um, I don't understand. Uh, like I don't, I, money to me is not a, a real thing. Like yeah, it's just like bits of metal and paper when I physically got it. So I don't carry physical money. Um, and as far as paying for stuff, it's just numbers on the screen. Do you know what I mean? Like I've got an app on my phone. Yeah. Um, and I pay contactless with my phone or my card or whatever. Um, but it doesn't feel like it's real. Um, when I buy stuff in a supermarket. I just kind of think like I have to, it's kind of like checking books out at a library, you know, I've got yeah. to scan them through this machine and I've got to touch my phone on a panel and then I can take them home with me. But the concept of what I've spent or how it is, which I think is why a lot of people on the spectrum have to have budgets. I know that when I I used to have a, uh, not a social worker, I had a key worker as well who used to work out my spending budget. So he'd work out how much money I spent on food, how much money I spent on bills he'd work it all out because he'd realize with me that I, I don't really know how much I'm spending on stuff or what I'm spending money on or that kind of thing. I've got you um, and you're good at that kind of thing. Um, And in the past I've had ex-girlfriends who were good at budgeting. uh, So they just work it out for me. Yeah. Um, Because to me, it doesn't make any sense. I'm weird about buying stuff that, like I said, the glasses or certain amount of clothing or shoes or that kind of thing. I'm weird about that, but that's because it's a decision to be made. Yeah. Do I want these glasses? Because whatever. Do I buy shoes? We've talked about this, but I don't know the size of my own feet. You know? So yeah. Like, I have like extra stuff, but like food and stuff. I know I need food. So I never think about, is that expensive? Like, oh, I can't tell you um, like if a banana was expensive. Do you know what I mean? Like if I buy a singular banana from a supermarket, I don't know what's a ripoff and what's like a good price. I know. You don't even look to see what's like the cheapest per kilogram. It's no, wild. I don't. I don't check. Um, and that's like one of the risks I think with Asperger's that I've seen is a lot of people have to have somebody work out their money for them because, uh, and I'm one of them because we just spend, like they say, the, the, luxury items whatever you want to call them the disposable income stuff my issue with that is do i want it or don't i want it it's got nothing to do with what it costs really it's more like oh then i get it and it's because i had to make a decision but food is not a decision so i don't i know i need it so i just get it um but it doesn't seem real you know i don't feel the need to worry about it i i see people worry about it all the time you know like if they go out for takeaway or something like that they they don't get it. But for me, I, the concept of money is alien. Um, we've talked about this before with like mortgages and stuff like that with me is I don't understand money in a, a higher level other than, do you know what I mean? Like certain things cost a certain amount yeah. and that makes the number in my bank account go down. But I don't check my bank balance hardly ever because checking my bank balance causes me anxiety. Uh, it causes me anxiety to check it. So I don't check it that often. I have direct debits for stuff and that just goes out and money goes in and that goes out. You know what I mean? And I've never been in a problem where I've overspent. The only time I ever check my bank balance is if I can't find my debit card. So like if I lose that, I freak out and assume that someone's wildly spending. It's the same reason like when I leave my flat and I'm thinking like, did I lock the door? Uh, I'm pretty sure I locked the door. Did I lock the door? You know, I've mentioned it before. Yeah. 
And sometimes I turn around halfway where I'm going to come back checking my door's locked. I'm like that if I can't find my debit card. Um, if I think it's under the, even if I think I know it's in the flat and I just can't figure out where I put it, I start thinking that I've left it somewhere and someone's robbing me. Someone's been spending my money for days. So then I have this panic of, do I open my app and check my uh, bank balance? So then when I check my bank balance, I'm expecting like, loads of money gone. And then what if my card's been stolen? Um, so yeah, I, I find it just an added like worry for me, um, but not for the same reasons other people worry about money. I think people worry about money for, do you know what I mean, like overspending on stuff or do you mean like their outgoings are more than their incomings or like that kind of thing. Um, but because I don't really like have any like drive or passion or ambition towards more stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't really have that problem. I've got no urges for like a really expensive car or I don't really have that many urges for going on loads of holidays or um, going on nights out or, you know, stuff like that. So I don't worry about needing to make more money to pay for that stuff. Um, I just worry about the day to day. But the day to day is I worry about getting like losing my job and then because I'm terrible at finding new jobs. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, like I have odd things like that. Um, okay. If that makes any sense. No, but, that makes but sense. But the actual, like, concept of money itself and how it works, I, I don't really follow it. It's, it's been something that I've never really understood. I don't yeah. get cash out at cash machines because I don't, I don't get the, the whole, it's, it's such an odd thing. It's, I've talked about this before, like, I class them as, like, grown-up concepts that I just don't get. Uh, like, you were trying to explain to me the footsie, like, a bit ago, and I just like, couldn't follow it at all. <laughs> what a weird comparison, but yeah. Um, I, I, that's what I think of when I think of, like, grown-up money. When people mention the, like the, the footsie, footsie or, or like, or um, what the pound's worth to the euro or something. Right. That's my concept of how adults see money, is stuff like Interesting. that. Interesting. Um, Okay, yeah. I mean, I have anxiety over money, but mine's different to yours. And I think I think you can all have different sorts of anxiety to money. So I more have anxiety for as I don't like the fact that money seems to control you. So obviously there are people out there that don't rely on money. Um, but really, when you think about it, for for our country, for England... Most people that aren't being controlled by money or are free, not being controlled by it, are free of money, as in they don't use it, the, most of them are, like, homeless. So that kind of seems to be your options because really to live in a property most of the time you need to be earning money to even if you've paid off your mortgage or, or you just own something outright you still have to pay for like the bills so the, my anxiety with money is the fact that I feel like it has this sort of controlling power that you will constantly be chasing so different to you I actually do want to well it's not really what I want to do but I want to in theory, get a mortgage now because I want to have paid off for a property as soon as possible so that I don't have to be paying that anymore because paying rent is, I mean, it's fine, but it's annoying. I like the idea of being done with paying, but really what I want to do is live in a tiny house, 
which is so separate but this is like my dream would be to live in a tiny house that's solo powered so you don't need to worry about like paying for the electricity paying for the mortgage unfortunately UK planning permission doesn't allow it unless you live in one on a property not that anyone cares about that but anyway like that's my dream but my dream the reason that I have that dream is because then although I would need money for food and you know a couple of other things for the most part my dependence on money wouldn't be there and that's what causes me anxiety is feeling like I'm dependent on a concept that I don't really like and that I don't want to be dependent on I find that I find that quite a stressful concept. I don't, I don't know if that's... Yeah. It's probably not... I, I know it's less universally shared, at least to the well, extent that I feel it. But I really... have. Yeah, it, it feels like it's... It's probably kind of like your problem with authority. That's kind of how I feel. I, I don't have a problem with authority, but money is almost like that authority that I feel like you aren't my boss so why should I have to do things for you that's kind of how I feel towards it yeah I mean I think the problem is for you as well is you get these ideas in your head and you get these like plans you want to do um and then you want to do them yeah but like usually like when you have a plan of um like for example you've decided that you want to make your own crisps for work yeah so you went and bought a cutter thing that makes them yeah. And you've made them easy. But you're like this. The thing is with you is if you didn't buy that cutter, you'd think about it and ruminate about it and obsess about it until you've got one, until you could do it. Mm. Um, and you do that. So you think about stuff and you think about stuff and you think about stuff. And the trouble is, is sometimes you get these ideas in your head <laughs> that require you to have a much larger amount of money than you do have. Yeah. So you then think, I need more money. Um, but that's not as easy to get as the other stuff. You can't just buy this, like, whatever that plastic cutter thing cost you. Do you mean, like, that was nothing? You just ordered that, that showed up the next day, done. Um, this is, like, a much bigger thing where you think about it. But then, like, obviously, you realise you need all this money to build up. So then you try and work out, and it's you. So you, you, you obsess about it, you think about it. It becomes what you want to do. You start thinking about, this is how I'll make this money, and I could make this money by this time, so as long as I don't spend this much, I can have this much money by the end of yeah. the month. And then by the end of the year, I'll have this. And then by the end of the second year, I'll have this. And then by the third year, I'll be doing this. But then something will happen. Like you've got to pay for something that messes with just that month's savings. Yeah. You wanted to save like £400. You end up saying 350 But because you're a burger and you had to, you had to make 400 and you haven't, your whole plan just goes crazy and you always see this thing where you're just like it's all turned to chaos it's all gone like too chaotic for me and I can't follow it anymore and then you start getting worried and upset and that kind of thing but it was like a hypothetical like plan you'd thought of yeah and I think that's where the issue with money comes with you is because it's not as easy as everything else everything else is just I want it so I'll get it or I'll just think about it and I can like when you wanted to learn how to do a Rubik's Cube you watched some YouTube videos, you watched how everybody did it, you worked out the sequencing, uh, and then you could do it. Yeah. But money is not one of those things that you can just go, I need more money, good, yeah. I've got more money. Um, but it messes with your... You are quite patient, but you have like... Because I've got 
I always think I'm patient, but I've got no patience for anything. I always, when people just go, you patient, yes. But with me, once I want something or I need to do something, I need to do it. And I disregard everybody else's need to do anything they want to do. (laughs) And everything has to be about me and everything has to be what I want. And that's how it is. If somebody's having a conversation, but I need them to talk to me about something, I will just stop them both from talking and be like, right, stop talking (laughs) to that person. You come with me over here. I need to talk to you. And then once I've got what I need and everything's sorted for me, I'm then like, right, you can go back to your lives now. <laughs> uh, and that's how I am. So yeah. I I couldn't have the plans that you have because it would stress me out too much. Yeah. Um. So I think I stopped myself from thinking about it. But I because of that, I don't think about things like a pension or a mortgage or investments or anything like that. I don't think about any of that kind of stuff. You know, I'm 34 now. Like, say I retire in 30 years. I've got nothing after I've retired because I live my life day to day. Do you know what I mean? Like, my money builds up slightly, but it doesn't really. And that's because I can't project what will happen to me when I get to the point when I stop working. Um, Because, like I've said, if I just quit a job or if I get fired, I'm in trouble. And the two times I have been fired... No, I got fired once and didn't work for... I thought I'd just get another job and it was a year and I didn't get employed... And I ended up having to go to college because it was the only thing I could do because my um, the money I was getting for not working, the benefit, like the job seekers allowance or dole or whatever it's called. Um, I got that, but they cut me off at a certain point. So um, but I heard that when you're unemployed, you can go to college. So I went to college that resulted me in going to uni, which resulted in me moving to where I am now. And then I ended up getting a job. Fine. But if that hadn't happened, I don't know what would have happened to me. The second time was because the company I worked for went under um, and I just thought, cool, I'll get another job. Nine months of unemployment with me not sure what to do, winding myself up about money, thinking constantly, I have no money. I'm not making any money here. I mean, luckily for me, I was living with um, my ex and she made enough money. She was a paramedic. The pay was fine. It was hard because like, uh, she likes to buy stuff. And like she was paying for both of us. Yeah. But she got that like without a job, it was hard for me to get a job. Um, I struggled. I panicked about interviews. I didn't know whether to apply to stuff. Like imagine me not being able to think about whether I should buy glasses. Imagine me thinking about should I apply for this job? What if I get it? What if that's my life now? Will I be able to do it? I can't imagine what I'm like doing that job. Yeah. I wanted jobs that would give me like a day's work for free I'd work there for free but they'd let me do the job for a day just to work out whether or not I liked it yeah because I couldn't see myself in any job so that meant I didn't start applying for jobs and for some reason when you go to interviews that somehow comes across that you don't know if you could do it or not so they don't give it to you um so I went ages without a job until somebody I knew just went Nikki you used to work in a shop I'm looking for Christmas temps want a job and I was like oh yes thank you Uh, and that's the job I do now and that was like five years ago but imagine like when it gets to retirement age and they're just like right you're done working now you're old enough to stop working just stop working like I'll be in the same boat again because I don't understand I can't plan for the future and a lot of people's plan for the future is what are you going to do for money when you can't work anymore? Um, but I can't see that. I can't like envision that. Um, and I don't know if it's because I'm incapable of seeing what I could possibly be doing or 
do you know what I mean? Like I, I can't predict what I'll do with myself. Um, or it's because I know that I'd need it to happen. It's so far away that I can't plan for it because of my like inability to wait and be patient. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I can't make plans that are that far ahead because I'd need them to work now. For me, if I thought hypothetically, I need £60,000 when I retire because that's enough to live on without me ever having to work again. I'd want to make that £60,000 in the next year. I couldn't right. think it's a gradual thing over time. Can't do it. Hmm. I can't do long projects or thinking about stuff. And yeah, that's one of the one of the things. So I, I don't I don't picture stuff like that for for money um as a as a concept, which is why I can live in the day to day. Um Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, what I thought was interesting as well was before when you said about um if you won the lottery you could happily do nothing yeah um you'd do stuff but i always think if i won the lottery um because i played the lottery i am very much a believer that i will win it yeah every time <laughs> every, every time. week yeah. every week you think this is the week i'm winning it yeah you do, you do it every week <laughs> i'm a very uh <laughs> i'm i'm have way too much belief in things <laughs> i think it's interesting that you think you'll win the lottery uh even though you're really good at maths and um probability and like all that kind of stuff yeah i like that the lottery is the only thing that you have where that goes out the window like yeah. you think of all the people that are playing it chances of you winning it but in your head you're just like it's me i've won it this week <laughs> um but anything else like if we went to a casino You'd totally be in there and she's like, the, the chances of you getting this is not going to happen. Like, yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's just one of those things I find interesting about you. Um, you're such a rigid burger when it comes to that kind of stuff. But for some reason, the lottery's like this weird uh, like loophole where <laughs> apparently your burger logic doesn't have a say in it. Yeah, gen- like genuinely when I say if I win the lottery, <laughs> in my head I'm thinking when. <laughs> but... You know, if I won the lottery, I genuinely feel like I, I mean, I've already really thought of loads of things in my head. There's loads of, um, like, there's, there's loads of charities and organisations that I would want to, I always think if I won the lottery, say I won, who knows how much, I would only want the money that I needed to be independent the rest of it like i i never want excess wealth it's just a thing that has no interest to me i don't want more than i need ever and like i'm one person and probably will be like for my life I'm, i have no plans to have children or do anything like that so if I were to buy a place, I would need a one-bedroom place. I don't need a big place, and I, I I like smaller. Smaller is where I'm comfortable. So if I had those things in place that were the things that I need, I wouldn't want excess. I don't... I just don't like that. I really don't like having too many things, and I'm not the sort of person that buys one thing and then holds on to the old. I just like to have one of everything I'd, i really hate having stuff so if i if i did win the lottery i would give a lot of it away but i i feel like i would want to 
I guess work like I but I think that's more because I'm really restless it's not because of money I don't I genuinely don't feel like I work now because of money I mean I do obviously to the extent that I need I need it <laughs> to pay for my rent and pay for my bills and things but it's yeah I'm quite a restless person so like I once once I've been sat indoors for a bit too long I start to get a bit I need to go out I need to be in the outside so I feel like I would want to do something yeah yeah that's the thing that's different with me if if I won the lottery what I've been doing these last two days would be my life forever <laughs> so because it's the weekend and I don't work the weekends and weekends are my days off what I've been doing is what I'd always do and I don't know if that's because of my routine I don't know if it's because because uh, of my Asperger's I can't I won't try new things I won't venture out too much and that kind of thing so like realistically for me I just need the amount of money I've got now just till I do you know I mean like for the rest of my life that's it I just need to make what I make a month forever uh, and I'd be fine yeah. Like I don't, I don't want more than I've got. I, I'm not after like loads of stuff, or there's not things I think. Oh, if I had the money, I'd do that. I've never said that to anyone. You hear people say it all the time. Like, oh, if I had the money, ideally, I'd do this. Um, I don't, I don't have the drive. I don't have the the need to move. I don't have the need to, like, yeah. It's just odd. I I just carry on doing what I'm doing. What I do when I'm not at work is my ideal life. That's the thing for me. Is Without money, and if money wasn't a thing, or I had so much excess that it didn't matter. Do you mean like if I won the lottery? Yeah. But, but the lottery when I won was the amount I needed to live for the rest of my life, and not more than I need to live. I just do what I do. I just I'd make such a rigid routine that I just do the same thing day in day out forever. You know. Um, I'd be tranquil. I'd, I'd have like no anxieties, no worries. The things that I go to that cause me trouble, like I've said before, I've said at the start of this episode, I only go to them because I need to go to them because it's, it's mandatory. I don't get a say in it. Um, but we spoke before, I'm not good at having authority. I'm not good at having a boss. Um, but the only reason anybody has a boss is for money. The only reason anybody has anybody in charge of them is because they need to get paid. Um, so I wouldn't have that. Like So all the other episodes where I've mentioned what my problems are, they're only problems because of money, really. Like, I'm trying to think of like a scenario where my ADHD is an issue other than when I'm at work, you know? Yeah, I mean... That's. I think that's more your specific ADHD, though, because I think there's... I know for other people, yeah, yeah but for me... Well, no, because it, it is a problem when I'm at home. Right. Granted, it is a problem when I'm at home. We've Some of the examples I give are home stuff, but it only bothers me, you know? Oh, OK. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not influencing it. It's not, it's not a problem for anybody else. It's not a plight for everybody else to deal to. But when you're in a workplace, it's a problem, you know, when I start doing that kind of stuff. Like, I don't mean, like... It does bother me having like a, the ADHD stuff and all the other things that I have. It does bother me, but I don't mind when it's just me that it bothers. You know, I'm used to it. I get how it works. It's when it's when I'm around other people. 
I only venture out and see other people because I have to. Um, I know there's people out there that are on the spectrum that have friends and go to social gatherings and that kind of thing. That's fine. I know there's people on the, the listen to this that are on the spectrum that have a job that they enjoy and they, they don't get into trouble that much at work, you know? Yeah. Um, but for me, um, I do think a lot of the the negative effects I ha- that have basically that happened to me uh, on a weekly basis or the issues I've had, like, you know, when I talk about school or, you know, not finding the right job or it's like my weird hang ups about like my past. Yeah. Um, they somehow tie into money in a way. Yeah. Uh, and I do think without it, I wouldn't put myself into situations. I know you said you still have a job because you get restless. I think well, I, I'd still have, I'd still do something. Some yeah, it might that, be volunteer work, however. You know. Yeah. Um, but I, I couldn't. So I, I don't think I can do that. You know, I would just make a a routine and stick to it. Yeah. And that would be my life. Um, and I know that's what some people do that get benefits. You know, that get paid, get their money from. Um, government funding and that kind of thing that's what they've done and they seem calmer and more relaxed about it um and then some don't uh i know loads of people that would love to have a job uh i've met them i've been on a course ages ago uh where it was uh asperger's and employment and it was a six-week course with other people and there was loads that were the opposite to me i went when i had a job which was weird but they sent me on it anyway so they sent me on this course even though i was employed because at the time, my job was not good for me. It was causing me trouble because it was a retail job. But the retail job I used to have, you know, it made you interact with people. Right, yeah. They had this weird rule where it was called, like, door to the floor in four. So basically what it meant was when someone came to the door, you had to be on the shop floor and talking to them within, like, four seconds of them entering the shop. Um, <laughs> and you had to be... Hi, how can I help you? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, and I hated it. Every time we had a... They, they attached a buzzer to the door. Um, and the buzzer, every time somebody came in, it would go, duh, duh. And um, I started getting scared. It was like Pavlov's dog. Every time the, the bell went off, I hid. Do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. hear it and dive under the counter so no one could see me. Because I just thought, if my boss can see that I've seen the customer come in, then I've got to go talk to them. So I'd hear the buzzer and then duck. So my boss would look and be like, oh, he's not behind the counter. I'll go talk to this customer. And then I have to pretend like I was, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to file something or stick or something or that kind of thing. But every time I hear this buzzer, I used to panic. Um, and it's the same now when I go to shops that use that buzzer. I walk in and I get these weird like flashbacks of uh, sometimes I'm like, hello. <laughs> like <laughs> I just like shout it out at random. And I was like, wait, no, I don't need to do this. Um and yeah, like that's a, an example of something that I had to do because that's the job I had. And anyway, I went to this employment thing and uh, this employment group and I had this job, but my social worker sent me to this thing to try and find a better job because there was someone teaching the, the, the whole thing that explained jobs that could, people could do on the spectrum that was good for them and would help. But all the other people I was there with weren't employed. So they were all talking about how they really wanted a job and they had benefits. And I talked to some of them about how much money they got from their benefits. And it roughly was the same amount of money I was making for being at work. And I kept thinking, like, why? Why? Why do you want a job? You don't want a job. Trust me, you don't want a job. Like, 
you just do what you're doing. Like, that sounds great. I'd love that. But all of them were just like, no, I need to go. I need to go out. I need to do something. I can't just not work. Like, it's it's weird. And I haven't had a job. There's something I haven't had a job in, like, years. I think part of it is also some of the, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, and <laughs> this isn't, I guess, burger-friendly. Although this one makes sense to me, so hopefully therefore it makes sense to more people but like grass is always greener on the other side it's kind of the always wanting sort of the thing you haven't got isn't it because I I kind of feel that way a lot of the time I think maybe and I, I don't know I can't speak entirely because I've never been in a position where I've had an abundance of money or not had to in some way worry about money you know at the point of adulthood because obviously when you're a child it's irrelevant really you don't worry about that usually as a child but I I don't know whether new problems arise because I think in my head I can't see them I can't think what they would be but you know there are loads of people that do have an abundance of wealth who aren't happy and aren't stress-free yeah in my head right now i think like what is it that's causing you stress but there's you know i don't know if it's just you always there's always going to be something it's just it will change depending on your like social economic conditions yeah a guy who i used to talk to regularly who was a regular customer at one of my old jobs I talked to him about money and he said that the more you make, the more you spend and you still never have enough. He said yeah. that he made more money, so he bought a more expensive car, he bought a more expensive house uh, and then his outgoings were still just as much and by the end of the month he still had nothing. Uh, and he said that it, it doesn't really work that way where you think, I've got loads of money. Whereas I genuinely believe, even if I had a job that paid three times what I make now, I'd still be spending and living the way I'm living now. Um, and that's just the burger thing, isn't it? Like that's the, this is what I do. This is yeah. what I've always done. When I was unemployed and living with my ex, I wasn't thinking I need to get out. I need to, I need to be out there. I need to like do something with my day. I need to like, you know, grab the ball by <laughs> the horns or anything like that. All I thought was, I'm a massive burden on her here. Like, I am eating all the food. I'm using more electric because I'm at home. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm using more water because sometimes I was just like, yeah, I'll just take a shower. Uh, I just thought, like, I'm I'm, I'm like a leech. <laughs> you know, like, that's all I thought. But if I had money and I was just giving her money, it would be irrelevant that I wasn't doing anything all day. Um, the only thing I thought was, she was going to work. She was working, like, 12 hours because paramedics do, like, 12-hour shifts. Um, she was coming back and saying like how stressful her day had been. And I was just thinking mine hasn't been stressful, but I'm aware she started doing like overtime. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I yeah. wasn't at work. So it just made me think like, Ooh, like, you know, that's the reason, especially if she came back from an overtime shift and it had been a bad one, you know? And I was just like, Oh yeah, it's cause of me. Um, and that's what it was. It was the one time I've actually ever been like really, uh, oh, 50 50 here empathetic towards somebody's yes uh yeah. right, she came back and felt bad so i felt bad because i was the reason that 
she'd done a overtime that, shift. I would say is sympathy. Oh. You're not putting your you're not putting yourself in her shoes. You're feeling sorry for her. Yeah. Yeah. Sympathy. Right. So yeah, uh, and I felt like it was me. So that's what made me get a job. But every time you go for the wrong one, I don't know how I do it. It's, <laughs> you think like law of averages. I should get this right at some point. Somebody's even posted something on our Facebook walls of uh, how it works. And I still can't get it right. All I remember is it had a joke. There was a third one. And it was neither empathy or sympathy. It was funny, but now I can't remember it. Um, But yeah, like that's what it was. So I, you know, you say grass is always greener. Yeah. And I'm thinking if I didn't have a job, that would be great. But I need a job while I've still got an income. Um, that would be good. But I genuinely think, like, when I think about the times where I've not been employed, all I thought was, if I just had money, or I could work out some way where I don't have to go somewhere that's full of people, but I still get paid somehow, but I'm solitary and I do my own thing, and it's not all day, that would be great. Um, it's not, And then when I'm at work, I'm thinking, like, oh, I don't want to come here. Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to talk to these people? Why do I have to have my day disrupted this much just for this reason? Um, So I think personally, I just need to find out how to not have a job and make money. And then I'm there. I don't think I'd miss it. I don't think after like two years or something of not working, I'd then be like, actually, I hate this. I need something to do with my time Um, because I don't get restless uh, in that sense. Yeah, you sometimes... Like, we'll have been sat down for a bit, just, like, hanging out together or whatever. And I do sort of look at you when I start to get restless, and you seem so content just sat there. Yeah. And, and, like, I start to move about a bit, and you're sort of, you sort of give me a sit still. Yeah. Yeah, you (laughs) just Just sit and enjoy. Yeah, you, like start fid- you start fidgeting and you're just like, oh, we should, you're like, we should go out. We should go for a walk. And I'm just like, uh, should we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so this episode has been a bit random. Um, it has been a bit more, it's weird because I know I want to talk about money, um, but I, I wasn't sure what to talk about. I know you'd written down some stuff, actually. Yeah, which we've covered a lot of it. I think we could probably, in some ways, go into some things maybe deeper or there are some other things to do with money that we talk about. It's always weird. It's the sort of, like... Well, I think there's more towards the disabilities. So, like, having a disability and, and needing money, that's... Like, if we do continue this next week... I think that's more the the thing, but like with me and you, the first if we do any two parters or whatever, like we just have to get off what we're thinking. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but then maybe next week we should just if we're gonna if we do decide to cover this next week as well, um, and we'll just see how this one does. Episode wise, uh, let us know on this one. Um, anybody that like is on Facebook, Instagram, um, email, Twitter. Let us know what you thought about this episode, uh, if you think we should continue it. But if we did continue this, I think more directly having a disability and needing money, it's that like it's that combination. It's juggling the two isn't that simple. Yeah. Um I would say it's it's weird. I, it's one of those things that's kind of weird to talk about. I was always sort of told to not discuss money, religion and politics in polite conversation i don't know if that's the thing that you know. yeah yeah, so, yeah so like i i so it's kind of like the sort of thing that's kind of uncomfortable to talk about not that we've gone into any sort of 
I don't know, because I think when people say that, it's more to do with... You don't talk about, like, how much you've got. Yeah, or and... what you've spent on something. Yeah. or how much you make a year. Yeah, that sort of thing, which <laughs> <laughs> we haven't. But I guess also, like, it's uncomfortable for people to talk about being... Even being financially stable and also being financially unstable, I think, are things that are almost taboo to talk about. You you can't talk about being comfortable money-wise because then it seems like you're bragging. Equally, if you talk about struggling for money, that's really not, suppo- not what you're supposed to do because uh, then you're kind of... I don't want to say begging, but that's how it is almost thought of, even though it's not. Mm. I Again, I'm not sure if that's uh, specific or more specific to where we're from as well. I know there's this whole, like, British... Yeah, yeah. What's the... I don't know. There's uh, something about Brits. In and... general, English, like, we're a bit more... Like, we should talk about stuff, but <laughs> we won't. <laughs> Um, there's a there's actually like a banking advert. Uh, those of you that are from the UK that's seen it, where they just like they're just like we have to talk about the M word, and everyone's yeah. like, oh no no no, let's let's talk about the weather instead. Yeah. Like let's not talk about that. It's literally how it works. Every now and then I hear somebody that I know just go, oh payday couldn't come quick enough. Um, but like anybody that's like seriously in debt or. Uh, they they never talk about it. They never just go, oh, yeah, bailiffs are coming around. You know? <laughs> you know what? In some ways it works better and in some ways it doesn't because small talk is hideous. And I think in the UK we do a lot of small talk. So that, like, for me is difficult. But equally, sometimes I've spoken to people who are from elsewhere and they have genuine, you know, like they say what's actually on their mind or they'll yeah. talk about their actual emotions. And I think, oh, no, I can't do this. Like... Yeah. So in some ways, like the UK way of being can be more burger friendly because we don't really talk about how we actually feel about anything. A lot of the time you go, what did you think of that? And you just sort of say, yeah, it was all right. doesn't matter. You could have thought it was great or you could have hated it, but it, yeah. was, it was all right. One of the standard English things I like is if someone's had a really bad time or they're having a really tough stuff. How are you? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I know sometimes I talk to someone who's who's not from the UK and they go, oh, I'm kind of, you go, oh, are you all right? And they go, no. And I think, whoa, this isn't, this yeah. isn't usual Just say you're fine and then let's move on to what your plans are this evening. <laughs> Show no. me your fake smile. Yeah, don't, don't do this to me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, yeah, it's interesting. Like I say, money's always one of those things. I always, I've thought about it as a topic in the past before, but... I have never really thought about doing it because it. I kind of think like when you talk about it, it is a bit hard. And I know there's people out there that can't find work because of their autism. Um, and autism is one of those things. It's one of those. What's the word? It's an invisible disability. So yeah. it's one of those ones that's not obvious. Do you know what I mean? Like so, it's it's difficult, and it it doesn't even for other people that have other mental disabilities. Like it, it's not as it's weird because you you can do stuff and there is stuff that I can do, I just shouldn't do, I think is the problem with it. Is I'm not completely incapable of doing certain tasks. It's just uh, every time I do, it's a strain. Or there could be times that I'll do it and I can do it fine and then there's times I'll do it again and then it's not fine. But a lot of people don't understand it. Autism's quite, it's quite complex anyway. 
And Asperger's is one of those things, like we said at the start of this episode, nobody has it the same way and it works differently for everyone. And there's days where it's like I haven't got it and nothing's a problem and nothing's a chore and everything's fine and I can just carry on as normal. And then there's days where it's the exact opposite. Yeah. I show up to work. Someone's like, hey, how you doing? And I I just want to kill him. So yeah. like, it's... Um, I just think, like, don't don't talk to me. Don't do this. I hate this. This is horrible. This is hideous. These lights are too bright. This is too much of this. I can't deal with the sound of that. Why is somebody talking? And it, you can't... Do you know what I mean? Like, especially like you, with a job, you, you can't say all this stuff to someone. Um, you just can't. You just have to try and hide it. But trying to hide it is so much worse. And you've got a mask. You're already having a bad day, and then you've got a mask on top of that. Uh, and I think, yeah, for me, it's it's a problem. But the only reason I'm putting myself through this is because I got to get I got I got to get money. So, like, yeah. I that's the only thing that makes me think like, why have I not just some days I'm just like, why have I not just left? Like, yeah. Um, but I just think because I can't. Um, whereas I know for you it's completely different. Um, but I'm just saying like it's it's one of those things that you can't hide it. But because I, I'm not obviously disabled in any way, it's um. It's an issue. It's an issue, uh, definitely for me. Yeah, and for me, if it wasn't for the uh, planning permission laws, I would live in a tiny house and not not be. <laughs> yeah, your idea is just to go in the woods somewhere, go completely off grid, and not see another human being for the rest of your life. Like you've got like a a specific burger plan. It's just different to mine. Yeah, that is how I how I aspire to be. Yeah, you're all right with the job and the money thing. You just want somewhere where you can disappear from the world. Yeah. Uh, and just be a solitary burger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for listening this week. Thank um, you for listening. Thanks for everybody that's joining our Facebook group. It's got bigger. Our listening audience goes up by like 100 people a week at the moment, which is great. Um, I've tried to email people back. I have tried. Uh, I've emailed everybody that I can email back. Um, some people have sent me quite long messages. I'm not complaining about them. Uh, it's just when I get a long message, I like to read them to Scarlett. I say read them to Scarlett. I should rephrase that. I like Scarlett to read them to me because I've tried and I do try and read the long emails. Um, but I struggle where Scarlett will get through them in like a couple of minutes. I and- love them. And then tell me. So yeah, don't. Not I like. S- I like a bit of detail. Yeah, don't not not send them. It's just uh, <laughs> I check the email more than anything else. So if you're going to email the Gmail account, the them Asperger's at Gmail account, Scarlett only sees them like once a week. I'll check them daily because they're on my phone, and I will reply to the ones that are shorter. But the longer ones, I have to get them to Scarlett. So anybody that sent an email that's quite lengthy, I'm not ignoring it. It's just uh, I need Scarlett to go over it for me. Facebook messages I'm replying to, great. Instagram, we're trying to post pictures, but uh, that's Scarlett's domain and she's useless. So Oh, I do, I do a picture tomorrow. <laughs> like, um, it's, it's 20 to 10. We are so past my bedtime. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and yeah, that's it. We'll try and do a video. Sorry for the no video last week. Uh, I just, we just didn't, didn't, it didn't get done. We didn't have time. Uh, no. We should just do them, but... the week gets in the way oh that pesky week but yeah that's it for this week thank you everybody for listening thank you so much for listening yeah next week's episode might be the follow on for the money or if anyone's got any suggestions just let us know and we can cover anything you want us to cover Um, or I might just do something completely different yeah and uh, share get us out there that would be great 
rate us if you if you want to that'd be amazing thank you so much for listening bye